Welcome to Moody Brides. Hey. Hey. We're back. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, Sorry pew. we took such a long break. Finals were a bitch. Rachel's husband's, I don't know, the other Rachel's that my husband is on COVID vacation. Basically, we've just been really fucking, we've just been slacking. Um, I'm Rachel Rangel. I am Rachel Riley. And we are the Moody Broads. If That's you're right. new here, hi. Hello. If you're not new here, sorry it took us like a month to get a new episode out. That's not very cool. We're trying nope. really hard to, um, from this day forth. <laughs> from this day forward. This will not happen again. It until it happens. will. It will happen again. Uh. <laughs> Let's, God, I hope not. Let's try to be better people. Let's try to be better. So, um, yeah, sorry about that. Life's yep. just been really crazy. It's been crazy for everybody, Fucking I'm sure. Finals, man. Finals. Yeah, Rachel had finals. Uh, I'm, Ugh. yep. It's just life's been stressful. Um, I will say I am super uh, enthused about how much uh, participation we've had in our private Facebook group, which yes. anyone can join, by the way. If you're on Facebook yep. and you want to be in the Moody Broads podcast discussion group, uh -huh. you can be in it and you can tell us whatever you want, talk about whatever you want, share memes, share advice, That's share right. stories, ask for advice. And you're probably not going to get great advice, but That's it's not true. Free. I get some good advice. That's right. You don't have to pay for it. It's yeah. It's either us or therapy. Yes. So, you know, pick your, pick what you want. One's you're free. One's fucking welcome. Right? One's free, one's effective. Uh, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're pretty helpful. We make you laugh. Or you can laugh at us, which is still making you laugh. Um, so, yeah, if you want to join the group, you should. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't want to join the group, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Lots of good discussions. Uh, yeah. 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 Rachel, um, you, Rachel, Rachel yeah. Riley, you, Rachel Riley, uh, you were all like, hey, fam. That's what we call the people. We're like, what's up, fam? And then you were like, anyway, you you take it away, Rach. Take it away. What did we talk about in the podcast discussion group this week? Because it's so much fun and you guys should all join. Uh, yes. Um, if you want to. Well, okay. So I posted a lot of memes. I do that. I like it. It's my love language. Co coffee, wine, donuts, memes. Um. I also asked about growing – you and I had had a conversation yes. about growing up in a – I don't want to call it – is it sexually repressed? Is that uh, – no. That's not the right word I'm looking for. What am I looking for? I don't know. I, like maybe there's just like a spectrum, right, of like sex positive being on this side and sex repressed house being on this house. Like sex yep. is bad, sex is shameful. And like where did you mm -hmm. fall on that spectrum? And we were talking about that. Yeah, there was a lot of really good um, touching in, in heart. In lots of our houses, there was no touching because sex is bad. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of good information. And, you know, as we've talked before, I was uh, raised in a very sex positive home. Um, uh, like, it wasn't something that was shameful to talk to my mom about. Um, she was very open and very informative and stuff like that. And so, and so I have I, just always had a very take it where I can get it thing. I don't know. I don't That's know. how I feel about sandwiches. Oh, my God. I would kill for a fucking sandwich right now. Like Speaking of yes. uh, What? 
careful. We go down tangents. We're really bad at this. I know. No, it's okay. Sandwich break. Sandwich break. <sighs> Hannah ate my fucking dinner off the table last night. She got up my dog, not my sister. If you're new to the podcast, I named my sister or I named my dog after my sister. Um, yeah, I we made pizza. I wasn't hungry at the time. So I was like, I'll just go ahead and leave this right here. And then I let the dogs in and then took one upstairs, put the kids in bed and I come downstairs and my fucking pizza's gone. And Hannah's like trying to swallow the other half of whatever. It, oh, my God. So mad. And then she stole an entire fucking roasted chicken like. We had it for dinner, but there was still a lot left, a lot, and she ate all of it, except for I caught her in the act of eating one of the thighs, but the fact of the matter is, I couldn't find anything anywhere, and it, um, she ate all the bones and everything, so when I put her in her kennel, I was like, dude, I hope you don't die. I'm not paying for your fucking vet bills, that's what I'm saying, but anyways, anyways. But you totally would. I know, that's what makes me so mad. You would. It's like, you would. like get, get rid of her. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. Get rid of our child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, what did what did that look like? Was it one of those things where back to growing up in a sex yeah. positive yeah. home, right? Like, you're <laughs> was it like you what woke did up your one roasted day, chicken look like? <laughs> what did the chicken look like? How was it? Were you just like, yo, Tracy, when you were like five? Yo, Tracy, yo, what is Tra- sick? Yeah. That is actually how the conversation went. Uh, I knew grade. it. I yeah. fucking knew it. Yeah. Uh, no. It. So in fourth grade, um, we had our first, they called it physical maturation, which I don't actually think that's even how you pronounce that word. Mature. No, I think it is. Maturation. maturation. Ma- match. It maturation. is now. All right. Cool, man. Um, anyways, I came home with this book about my body, this little like pamphlet thing. And then it had like a coupon for a free care package from Kotex or Playtex or whoever the fuck it is. And uh, my mom sat me and my best friend at the time down and she said, ask me anything you want. Anything. Can you get, you pregnant? Can you you get pregnant from toilet seats? Yes. Do strippers have periods? No. Yeah, no. Uh, and I, that's pretty much... You know, like those those were the questions I asked, but it opened the dialogue for me to come to my mom when I had questions. And, you know, um, and and since then, we're very close. So close, in fact, that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling this story because she said I could. I asked for permission. So mailman Steve came to visit um, and uh, he did not come prepared. So. Rookie my, move, bro. I know. I know. Uh, so my mom said, hey, Rach, I have a favor for you. And I was like, okay, what? She goes, can I borrow your lube? <laughs> I was like, under one condition. She goes, what? And I said, I am able to tell this story on the podcast. And she was like, God damn it. Fine. Fine. Okay. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, then she gave it back to me because they didn't use it. They didn't, um, so she didn't use it. Oh, okay. Well, no. oh, well, you know, and that I appreciate that you're always like thinking about content for the podcast. Absolutely, um, absolutely. And I appreciate that your mom's willing to help with content for the podcast. Uh, did you ever feel shame about sex when you first when you started having sex? Were you like, oh shit, or were you just kind of like that was cool? 
Oh, well, uh, I kind of got caught the first time by somebody who wasn't my parents. So there was a little shame there. Uh, but as uh, apart from that, no, not at all. Uh, my oh, mom, the cat, the cat. I'm sorry. Keep going. Just no, ignore that. I love, I love tuna, mm-hmm. not the fish, the cat. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, uh, in fact, this actually probably isn't very appropriate, but uh, my high school sweetheart and I were celebrating our two-year anniversary, and I wanted to do something special, and I asked my mom to go buy me some lingerie. So I kid you not, uh, I don't. that probably isn't normal, but she came up to me. No, that's okay. And she grabbed my boobs, and she said, okay. So she went and um, picked something out. It was god-awful. I was very ashamed of it because it was like pastel multicolors. It was like if you were trying to be a sexy clown. Um, just a little whatever. whatever. So then right. another girl that was 18 that I went to school with, um, she offered to go get me something. But I asked my mom, I said, why did you grab my boobs? And she said, well, I went into the store and the gal asked what size you were. And I said, I didn't know, but her boobs are this big. Oh. Yep. She measured them with her hand. So. Did she get it right? Yeah, I mean it fit. It was just atrocious. Right, you looked like a like a hot Care Bear. Yeah, kind of. Uh, not a good look. No, it wasn't. Um, so I don't think that ever. But anyways, yeah. Uh, never, never felt shame or anything like that. Wow. I was ungodly embarrassed to pee after sex, but that doesn't that doesn't have anything to do with being shamed for it. That just has like, I don't want people hearing me pee. Now I don't give a fuck. I am not getting a UD. Uh, oh, no. Nah, uh, you don't want to get a UD, bro. No, UD's up in this beige. I, I think, yeah, I think the way you grew up is definitely um, the exception, not yeah. not the oh, rule. That's kind of what I noticed in reading the responses. Um, yes. I read every single one of them. I tried to reply to every single one of them. I may have missed some. I don't know. I tried. You didn't respond to mine. That's because I text you. That's right. Anyway, I mean, I'm still hurt, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, we'll, I was we'll, raised we'll work differently. This. I was raised I differently, right? Like Catholic dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so like to him, it was like, hey, don't have sex till you're married. I don't think he ever really thought that I would do that because I, my parents didn't do that, right? But they were just kind of like, if you can tell a kid to wait till marriage, then they will save it off as long as possible. And there is some truth to that. I definitely was definitely afraid of having sex until it got to the point where I wanted to do it more than I cared about the consequences. Mm-hmm. The consequence, of course, being burning in hellfire, not getting pregnant. Because I, I I, was like, oh, condoms, I got that. But the hellfire part, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh... Right. Uh, I, I, It was like, it was a little bit of a mixed message because my mom... My mom definitely shielded us from anything that was overtly sexual in, like, mm-hmm. movies or music and stuff. And it, it was a different time, too. Like, I feel like now more than ever, it's very difficult to shield your kids it from is. things. Uh, especially if your kids are in public school because they're going to hear a lot of things. And kids have access to the Internet in a way that we didn't wear a little. So kids are learning things 
earlier than most That's of us not would like. That's entirely true. I had access to the internet. My mom found me Googling how to masturbate. So Right, but you didn't have like a smartphone in your hand and you weren't like showing all your friends at school in real time this is how you <laughs> masturbate. You weren't like looking up porn on your phone or like Snapchat or TikTok or any of these things that like, I mean, kids are definitely yeah, like... no, I agree. Yeah. I right? actually... I babysat. I, I remember this because it was so weird. Um, I don't even know who they were. My mom was like, hey, got you a babysitting gig. And I'm like, cool. Um, so my mom dropped me off or whatever. And uh, we watched Kangaroo Jack. And there is a scene. It's a small scene where two people kiss. And the kids were like covering their eyes. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? And they're like, we can't watch that. Yeah. And it it's a kids movie. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah. So there's like levels, right? Like my mom yeah. wouldn't care about that stuff, but she definitely like they wouldn't let me watch like the sex scene in Titanic when it came out. I was like in third grade and they were like, nope, we're just going to fast forward through that part. But they let me watch the rest of it. And I definitely knew something was happening. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, something is causing Those windows them. don't get all foggy for nothing unless right? they're like, showering. And there's why are no they so sweaty? Uh, Yeah. But I wouldn't say that I lived, grew up in a sexually repressed home yeah. um, in that, like, when I hit that age where I started, like, mm-hmm. I had a serious boyfriend, my, my high school love, if you, my first love, if you will, and I didn't even end up doing anything sexual yeah. with him, uh, which is honestly a darn shame. I probably should have. He actually loved me. You but, probably uh, one of those things put your like, foot up to your forehead and been like, look at this. Right? I could have. I was very bendy tactic. back then. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my mom was like, hey, let's talk about this. And she like opened up and told me when she lost her virginity, mm-hmm. how she felt about it, how she really loved him and she didn't regret it. And this all happened when she was a teenager. And it kind of blew my mind yeah. because yeah. like on one hand, I was pretty sure my parents didn't wait until they were married to have sex. Uh, but on the other hand, I was kind of like, oh, no, like you, you were a teenager. Like lots of people are when they lose their virginity. Absolutely. And it did blow my mind, but it didn't. My mom telling me that definitely didn't make me go, time to go have sex. If any, I mean, it didn't happen for a long time after that. It was more like one of those things where it was just like, oh, okay. So she's telling me that she kind of like made it so that I realized that it was normal Mm -hmm. to an extent. I don't know how to explain it. It's just very different. And my dad was never like a repressed guy it was more just like you know wait till you're married and I think I think it's natural to want your kids to wait like the average person isn't gonna like if you have the choice between do you hope that your child has sex when they're in college versus when they're in middle or high school you're gonna pick college because the older that we get the more we, we mature right and so like I think we're all kind of on a quest to like make sure they wait as long as possible yeah. to get to that point where it's not going to be damaging, right? Like mm-hmm. it's either not going to be a distraction from what's important. They're not going to get hurt physically or emotionally, and they're just going to be ready, right? Yeah. But it's, yeah. I think it's really tricky because I think you can do everything right. You can be really sex positive and really informative and your kid might still make stupid decisions. And you can also be really repressive mm-hmm. and really closed off and your kid's still going to make stupid decisions. So yeah. I don't I, I think it's all about, you know, the the support there. Um, knowing that if you do make a stupid decision, that you have that support of your family. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I definitely, 
I was never one of those girls that's like, oh my God, if I get pregnant, my parents will kick me out. I never, I don't think, I don't really remember having those thoughts. Uh, I, but I, I also didn't have any pregnancy scares. So I wasn't, I was always doing, I was always having safe sex when I was a teenager having sex. And my, but when my dad found out that I lost my virginity, it wasn't a, it wasn't. Hey, good, you got your pipes cleaned. It was yeah, so, let's have oh a God. <laughs> I like, uh, I'll obviously never be able to say this to him, but that screwed me up. Like the thought that my virginity was this like thing that once it was gone, was gone forever. And it somehow changed me and could not be undone was kind of what I got from that, that conversation. It was like a clear, like he was mourning the loss of my innocence and like, it almost like he felt like he had failed, right? Like, I yeah. think he was like, we did everything right, all these things. And she's, and then just like, I think it came from a good place. You know, you don't want your kids doing things that they're not capable of understanding the yeah. full implications oh, of, which sure. most teenagers aren't. I don't care who you are. I don't care how sex positive you are. If, if I could tell my girls to wait until they're adults, I would, right? Mm-hmm. Mainly because I think it's a distraction. That's my big thing. Yeah. I think it's right. a distraction. Yeah, because um, once you become an adult, all you do is think with your vagina, and then your husband gets tired of you and is like, stop right. doing that. Right, right, down, down the line. I mean yeah. more like you are more obsessed with, like, your sex life than you are with, like, getting good grades and, like, doing – anyway, that's not the case, everybody. But I you do You get think- A's, you get O's. Oh, my God. Did O's? I- yeah, orgasms. But but you don't have to get AIDS to have orgasms. And you don't have to have orgasms to get AIDS. You can get it. Did you say AIDS? You said AIDS. No, I did not. I said A's. A's is in like oh, fucking grades. Oh, that's way less depressing. A's I was for like, O's. Oh, AIDS? oh my God, Rachel. <laughs> what the fuck it's is wrong with you? Speaking of happen. orgasms, how do you feel about orgasms being vaginal sneezes there it is there it is that's what i that's what i was waiting for that's my surprise for you you waited all this time to tell me that yeah i wanted to text it in the group chat but i was like you know what i want to see rachel's reaction when i tell her that i think i mean it's not wrong sneezes i know but you gotta think about it like you're building up that pressure and then once it happens like after you sneeze you're like Oh, my God. That felt really good. Yeah. And so, like, you're having to work up. Unfortunately, it's not that, like, getting to that point is not fun. Like, having a sneeze. But it's kind of the same thing. Orgasms and sneezes are the same thing. Right. Just, like, AIDS and A's are not the same thing. Absolutely not. So that was my big surprise. And I'm really glad that I waited to tell you that computer screen to computer screen. I'm glad that you're glad that you got to watch my <laughs> my my smile go way upside down. Oh, no, that, that makes sense. It really is like the most um yeah, it is kind of like a vaginal sneeze. It's kind of similar to the build up. Yeah. Anyway, oh gross. Oh wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. God, I'm speaking so, of speaking I'm of so orgasms, another part of ra- being raised in a household that doesn't really discuss sexual pleasure because it's all about don't have sex because you will Get pregnant be sinning and die, and die. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah um yeah, yeah that too Burning uh i don't think i had an orgasm until i had been having sex for well over a year oh so like man 
I still remember my first orgasm. Holy oh, shit. Liked that. I, I think fan. I do remember it. But I remember Huge. being like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm understanding now. Like, I was, I, I was liking sex. Like, it felt good. But I was like, oh, that's that thing that happens at the end where everybody's like, woo. I wasn't experiencing that for a really long yes. time. Oh, my God. I am so happy. God, God, I, you know what? I also didn't start masturbating until I was already having sex. So I was oh, like, I, I was like 18 that. years Huge old when I, that too. And I think that's how it's supposed to be, right? Yes, like, like is. reasonably, you start masturbating before you have sex because then you get to know like what gets you off, and you're not relying on another person to figure that out for you. Uh, yeah. So all of this has definitely made me think a lot about how I want to raise my own kids because I'd like to find a way to not make sex taboo but also not make sex not a big deal because when you're young it is a big deal right absolutely right like once you're an adult do what you want but like while you're still technically a child so 18 or under 18 like we got to be real here in that consequences this what did something scare you no i keep there a ghost i'm sorry No, I'm sorry. I keep yawning. It's yeah. not because I find you uh, boring. I just have a lack of oxygen in my brain after sleeping for four hours because I woke up at three o'clock this morning because I forgot to put the watermelon away. But then I was too fucking lazy to go down to put the watermelon away. So I laid in bed for an hour like, what if I left the watermelon out? But turns out, Tracy for the win. Lucky for you, I don't care if people find me boring. That's how I've managed to stay married nine years. You're not Tomorrow boring. is nine years. Happy early anniversary. Thank you. Um, you can also expect that on my anniversary, there will be an ugly picture of me posted to Facebook at some point. <laughs> God, it's my favorite time of the year, Rachel. Favorite so your favorite, t- <laughs> your favorite time of the year? <laughs> Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, anniversary. Oh, my God. I love it. Um, um, so what were some of the responses that people were saying? Like, what was the general consensus? That a lot of people were it it wasn't something that was talked about. Um, yeah. A lot of and how it affected stick, them. Yeah, and yeah. how it affected the way they view sex now. Um, one person had said that um, her parents weren't very affectionate with each other. Um, and a, if I read it correctly, they weren't very affectionate with their children either. So her and her brother. Um, and so she has to make a conscious effort to. Fill her family's love tanks. Are you trying to sneeze out of your nose? I was like, this is a horrible time to sneeze. Uh, I'm done. Uh, I'm done. I wanted to go look at some of those responses. I I don't I don't know what the answer is, right? Like yeah. I like I think all of these parents have good intentions, right? They're yeah, all absolutely. like, please, right, please. Please do not be making the sex too young. Please do not be making the sex and getting pregnant and then having a child that you're not ready for and the STDs and AIDS. Um, (laughs) Definitely an option. Uh, You're more likely that you're just going to get chlamydia. But um, (laughs) I, I don't know what the answer is, man. I mean, the other option is that you just like encourage your kids to be fugly. I can do that, probably. 
that's Matt's plan. He's like, the more unattractive our daughters are, the less men will like them. And I was like, man, unfortunately for you, I don't think that they're going to be unattractive. No, uh, they're not. I think something really important. And actually, my friend Brittany, um, hey, Britt, uh, <laughs> told me like she waited until she was over the age of 18 to have sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was she was like, my mom never refused to talk about sex. It was more like she just Im- really uh, drilled home the point that sex is serious mm-hmm. in the implications it has for you. Yeah. Uh, not not so much that you're going to get pregnant. Uh, not so much that you're going to get an STD. Uh, but more like when Men- you do this. Emotionally yeah, and mentally. Right. It will affect you. If it's with a person that doesn't care about you very much. Which yeah. is kind of what happened with me. Like It kind of messed me up for a while. Like my view of sex, like losing my virginity really did kind of set the tone, right? Like when you lose your virginity to somebody that ends up not really liking you and it, there's no, there's there's no, I don't, there doesn't have to be love, right? Like there yeah. doesn't have to be love, but like there was no mutual, it wasn't as special to him as it was to me and it kind of mm-hmm. just set the tone, right? And so yeah. like my next few experiences were just kind of like, oh, this is something you. What the fuck was that? It's dark. Whoa! She saw the light. It was my cat. (laughs) She unplugged the ring light. She's so wonderful. I just love her. She's a big mood. Oh, she's just a big girl. Uh, So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like you kind of have to, like, just, like, decide as you go. Yeah, Yeah, like, put some feelers out there. Like, how much do your kids want to tell you? And if they don't want to Mm -hmm. tell you very much... Don't push it because then they won't want to talk to anything because then you'll be the weird mom who's always trying to get them to open up and they're like, leave me alone. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. I'm a cool mom. (laughs) We have become the thing we laughed at in 2004. We are iconic. Um, So with all that being – I don't have to worry about Lennon because just as long as she keeps that baby shark hat on, man – yeah. She will not leave the house without that fucking hat. She loves it. Shark hat, baby shark hat, baby shark. I really, it is really cute. It it is cute. Um, it's I'm really cute. It is cute. Uh, I'm hoping that she just continues to wear it into adulthood. Like, if you if you saw a teenager wearing a baby shark hat out at, well, you probably wouldn't see teenagers out at the bar. Right? Like, how do I? How do I, like, balance between making my child disgusting to whatever uh, whatever sex she's attracted to, but also not going to be mercilessly bullied by her peers? True. Like, where, where's, where's that? Where do I get that? Right? But uh-huh. also, I'm just kidding. I don't want – I like, I want my kids to one day have a healthy sex life when they are Absolutely. old enough. Yep. Right? Like, that sure. whole thing. Like, just wait – and if you don't wait, I'm not going to be mad. Please come to me. I want you to know the real deal, like how yeah. to protect yourself, what the implications are, like, and then more importantly, and like very importantly, in my opinion, is like mm-hmm. don't let relationships in high school, sexual or not, yeah. determine the rest of your life, which is kind of what I did, right? Like you kind of, you get a little too focused on boys and then you don't focus as much on your education and then you find yourself uh yeah um 
do we want to talk about our big news? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay. What do you want me to talk about it? Yes. Okay, I got you. All right. So, as uh, some Wait of you know, Wait oh god, here we go. Yep. Big mm-hmm. news alert. Big news. Big news alert. Yep. Big news alert. Big news big alert. Big news alert. Okay. Big Anyways, news alert. I have to open up. Go. Okay. So. We have, Moody Bras has our first sponsor slash partnership. Yay! Like real ones, yeah. right? Um, yep, yep. We, it's real. So as, as lots of you already know, we're both military spouses, which we definitely didn't want to make the podcast all about military life yep. because well, really we, we wouldn't have much to talk about and it. We really would rather talk about ghosts um, and boning. Uh, and vaginal sneezing. Vaginal sneezing. Go on, sorry. Okay, so now now I'll start the sponsorship. So um, <laughs> I have a friend who works for a nonprofit called Operation Healing Forces. They reached out to us and said, hey, you've got a podcast. We've got this program. Let's, let's talk about it. Because it's a very, I mean, for lack of a better word, like phenomenal organization. Um, my cat's going to ruin this. And here we go. Here we go. There we go. And come back over here. And I lost my video. Oh my god! Can I just do one thing? I can still without... see you. I know, but I can't see. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> oh god! Now my alarm's going off. <laughs> okay. Uh, Message Express. Operation uh, Healing Forces is a nonprofit organization that basically is out there to help uh, special operations, uh, active duty, and veterans with uh, just lights in general. Um, they started off, as far as far as I'm aware, started off with these marriage retreats. And that's how I know about them. Uh, a few years ago, Matt and I were able to go on this retreat. And um, basically, the point is just to heal as a couple. Uh, sometimes when you're, uh, when you're in this cycle of workups and deployments and yeah. lots of coming and going and lots of holidays missed, anniversaries missed, and just lots of time apart, mm-hmm. um, you just need some time where the pressure's off and you get to really reconnect. And like, they literally took care of everything. They booked our flight. They got us to the location. They paid for everything. We got to uh, spend the week kind of dividing up our time between just the two of us, time by ourselves, Mm -hmm. and then time with the group. We got to, in our case, we got to go to Vail in June. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely beautiful, perfect weather. Uh, We got to... Uh, zip line, ride four wheelers, go whitewater rafting. It was truly the trip of a lifetime and without a doubt completely refreshed our marriage because up until that point, I mean, because a lot of people um, probably have been through that where you you don't get a long courtship and then a marriage and then time to be married before you are thrown into this cycle of lots of time away from each other. So very healing. So that's one thing they do. You can nominate yourself. You can nominate someone else. They mm-hmm. are, they want to do this. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And it truly is changing people's lives. Um, they've kind of expanded their reach now to um, also support immediate needs, right? So financial support, transition assistance, bedside travel assistance, alternative medical treatments, respite and relief care. They try to help with employment services for transitioning veterans. They try to help with uh, special operations forces, caregivers, um, and spouse retreats because um, an unfortunate thing that happens to a lot of people who are doing this job is um, yeah. physical and mental wounds. And uh, 
it tends to be very hard on the marriage, on the mm-hmm. spouse, um, you know, because it's it's just such a devastating thing that happens. So yep. that financial planning, legal assistance, I mean, it really goes on and on. Uh, and so we're just so excited to super, partner super with them. To, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't think of an organization that is quite like this, where it truly just, they just want to help people. Um, and so if you are in that community, you know someone in that community, and you want to be involved, look them up. I mean, yeah, for sure. Absolutely amazing. And we're, um, we're going to go ahead and, and post this information on our Facebook, and we're going to talk about more stuff later on. You know, uh, we're still in pre- preliminary stages. Still, yeah. you know, we literally, that's one of the things that we've been working on in our absence my bad. Um, my bad yeah. too. Uh, another thing, I have a really exciting um, thing to share with you guys. We, um, a friend of mine uh, from Guam, mine. Um, got out of the military and suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, really, really dark spot if I'm, you know, anyways. He and his a uh, friend that he grew up with, I think. I need to do more research. Uh, they have their own documentary coming out called Heller High Seas Documentary. And um, he, uh, Taylor and Stephen, Steve, Stephen, Stephen? Oh, I'm not sure. I should ask. Okay. My bad. That's That wasn't my bad. That's bad on my part. Anyways, uh, those two have... Um, started an organization called Skeleton Crew Sailing, and they take out people with um, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, stuff like that, uh, and take them sailing. And so the two of them actually sailed to Cape Horn, Africa from Pensacola, Florida. And so uh, they have a documentary coming out. So Taylor is going to be a guest on our podcast um, and talk about his experiences and stuff like that. Because, you know, we do have... uh, military spouse listeners and in military well i don't know i mean i know pd listens sometimes hey pd what up what up Um, pd but uh yeah so that's a really exciting thing the documentary is not out yet uh they're they're working on that but i've been following the story and it it really is doing good work doing good work super super excited to have have him on at some point within the next couple weeks um yeah so those so, are two and then we have another guest lined up but we haven't worked out the kinks the details yeah but, we're trying really hard to focus on more guests i mean as much as yeah. you guys love listening to us talk about the horrific things we talk about uh i mean i think we're both kind of coming to the realization that as much as we were trying or, or as much as we didn't think this would ever become a military-centric podcast mm-hmm. because we really didn't want to run out like you know, we just kind of came into this. We're like a bunch of weirdos who just like to talk about all kinds of things. But the truth of the matter is a lot of our support system are other military families, uh, veterans. Uh, we come from military families. We're part of military families. And like, you know, we we have this opportunity to hear people's stories. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to really start leaning into that because we're finding out that, that, that they're just, gosh, we know a lot of really fascinating people. It's true. It's we true. do. Right? We know it's each like, other. Right. I'm fascinating a word that people could use to describe someone. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. 
I like dead moles. <laughs> I have I've recently been on a death kick. Right. Wow. Yeah, you were mentioning this and I yeah. um I'm kind of here I get it cuz ever since my dad died I definitely have been kind of in like a fascination with death. It's something that happens when you're grieving. Go on. Okay. So I got this book. Uh, a couple, I and I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, there's a place in Seattle that will mulch your body. And I have requested that uh, yes. I go there. But, so I got this, a friend of mine suggested this book. I'm going to show you. It's called From Here to Eternity. I don't know if you can see that because it's probably backwards, huh? It's not the movie where they make out in the waves. That's a movie? Don't worry, Rachel. I'm going to educate you. Later. Um, Keep going. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Anyways, um, it goes on to t- – this book talks about uh, different ways, um, different types. Uh, how am I going to put this? You go on go to on. talk about how different cultures – yeah, that's where we need it. Different cultures. Right. Sure. Uh, yep. deal, deal with death. <clears throat> and so one oh, I just I read – <clears throat> the article about or the chapter about Spain and talking about how um, they basically lease out cemetery plots and stuff and then after your lease runs out then your bodies move to a vault so then I happen to be like perusing Amazon Prime and there is this documentary called Built upon graves. I had to. I wrote it down so I didn't forget Aww. it. Yeah, notes. Yeah, notes okay. on my legal pad. I have no notes. Um, that's okay. It's I got all you. coming out of my head. I like it. Anyways, uh, and it was it was talking about how every, I mean, when people embalm bodies, it takes forever for their bodies to decompose. I mean, the the idea is for them not to decompose. Um. Which, you know, and the the cemetery business is a fucking racket, man. Holy shit. And this so this book talks about how um when Hurricane Katrina happened and all those people had passed, they were trying to uh there was like a nonprofit or something that was trying to give people caskets for free and the cemetery business or the the funeral home business was like, uh uh-uh, uh, this is how we make our moolah. Um it's a really interesting book. And so I found out that there's a spot in North Carolina that will mulch your body. Um, it's I don't want to call it a body farm, but that's kind of what it is. And basically, you can donate your body there. And it's it's all scientific. You know, they're very respectful. Um, trying to find the right uh, comp not compounds, the right oh, my brain. What's the word I'm looking for? The right ingredients to make your body the ultimate mulch. And I found out that when you get cremated, you know how they make those um, those trees, those like plant pod things with your ashes in them so you can become a tree? Yeah. Uh, turns out that's basically your ashes with a bunch of dirt. You're not actually doing anything for the soil itself because right. when you get cremated, you get cremated at such a high temperature that it um, just basically zaps all the nutrients from your body. So... So, <clears throat> I don't want to be buried in a casket. I don't want real nerdy shit. Oh my god, I'm so into it. Like super nerding out. And so, yeah, it just it, to find out that and the reason most cemeteries 
you know, you find all these abandoned cemeteries is because they run out of money. You know, if you're at max capacity, you can't put any more people in there. So then what? So they just fucking up and bounce, you know, some of them, a lot of a lot of them get foreclosed on. They're just like, fuck it. I'm not going to pay for this anymore. Or, you know, they just um, I don't know. It was fascinating. And then it, so then it was going on to talk about how all these buildings and stuff were built upon cemeteries. That's that's why that's the whole documentary. Um, and it was it kind of it was it was very it was a very dramatic documentary. But the thing about it, they were talking about, you know, these people and, and how expensive it is to remove remains and stuff like that to do it the right way. So a lot of places don't do it the right way. And they're just like, fuck it. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. And so I was talking about like the backlog of trying to identify, make sure the remains get to the, the right people and stuff like that. And so make me mulch. I want to grow tomatoes. Have you, it was a Facebook post. Oh, you want to grow tomatoes specifically? So if I plant a watermelon, are you going to be pissed? Well, tomatoes are weed. And I want to name it like Ma's Tomatoes. Or Ma. Ma. Or there's a Facebook post going around that I thought I, I should tag you in if I see it again. Um, where they're talking about there's like a there's a village in the mountains in India. Maybe where the buzzards pick the bones clean no oh i didn't hear about that that's a really good one they take uh the deceased person's body to the base of the mountain and the buzzards eat every little bit of it and then they take the bones and it has something to do with that's good you want that it has something to do with their culture they believe that letting all the bones be cleaned it's it was more and like it shows a lot of pictures um so it was it was interesting and i was like hmm that makes sense I am very, very grateful that my dad is interred inter- interred at Arlington. Yeah. Uh, I, I know where he is. I know he's always going to be there. It's, uh, it's like, it's good. It does make me sad to think that some people uh, may have their loved ones moved. Uh, gosh, you just hope that it happens like generations removed. Well, right? and that's like, usually at least, okay. at least on a cemetery plot, it's like 75 to 100 years. Like, it's a, it's a long time. So, basically, so my mom actually told me that she wants to be cremated and thrown in with my grandmother and my grandfather. My grandfather has not yet, my grandmother has not yet passed, but when she does, she wants to be cremated and thrown in. And my mom was like, do you want to go in there? And I was like, no. You want to be malt. You want to no. be tomatoes. I want to be tomatoes. And she, <laughs> she was like, well, I was going to give the ashes to you. And I'm like, I don't want them. What am I going to do with them? I would be worried that I'd break the vase, like, and meet meet the parent. <laughs> it's true. And the whole time I had my dad's ashes, I was absolutely like, oh, my God, what if they break? What if they break? And Arlington is absolutely adamant that they will take all of the – they have to have all of them, not a little bit of them. You can't keep any of them. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Um I think, oh, yeah, From Here to Eternity, the movie's definitely not about that, by the way. It's it's definitely a World War II, it came out in the 50s, World War II, uh, classic movie about a dude sleeping with another dude's wife. They make out on the beach. There's a bugle. There's a bugle. Not like the not chips, like the- right? 
Maybe. Nah, it was like the horn. Um, I have a really good book that you might. Yes. Right, Lane, I have a... Yeah, yes. that would be. Yeah. Well, that's Yo, baby, baby, making out in the waves. It's very juicy. Uh, oh, we should do a whole episode on how juicy pre-code movies were. I'm not that that's a pre-code movie. That was the fifties, but still like movies were pretty juicy. Um, I have a book that I really wanted you to read and I can't remember what the fuck it's called, but it's all about, uh, the science of, of, of death. What happens, what, what we think might happen when we die. Uh, it's really difficult. Um, I actually I lost my grandpa a couple weeks ago. I mean, as you know. Yeah. Um, very different, obviously, from losing my dad. It's a yeah. very different feeling. I mean, my grandpa was in his mid-90s. Uh, mid mm-hmm. uh, lived a very long, pretty epic life. And so when he passed, it was kind of one of those things where it's like, this is how it should be, right? Yeah. You go, yeah. you, you live a long life. Mm-hmm. You die surrounded by family peacefully. And uh, yeah. that... Uh, it's very different from losing your father when you're young and he's way too young to die. Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting part of it. Um, I think it does matter. And that's the only thing, like, I think about all the time is, like, what do you want your kids to have a place where they can go see you? Right? Because I like that I have a place I can go see my yeah. dad. Uh, but then know. again... Maybe I'll ask them when they get a little older. Uh, For me, I just have, um, I'm kind of like a a mementos person. I keep stuff that means something to me. But I know know at some some point it will get thrown away. It will get, like, I don't know. Is that dark? I want to be taxidermied. I already told you this. Yeah, no. no. You, uh, what if... Just fucking spitballing here. What if you are taxidermied and placed in some sort of like weird position and then you're holding a pot full of my mulch with a fake flout, fake tomato so they never die? Oh, I like that a lot. All right. Well... The important thing is, is we talk to our husbands about this and we fucking get this into our wills so it happens. Right? Because they have to do it if it's in the will, right? Isn't that how that works? Right? 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 Can I talk talk, to lighten the mood? Can I talk about the thing? Can I talk about the thing now that you told me that I couldn't talk about at the beginning of the podcast? Maybe we need to put a buffer between what we just talked about and that because it's like. Oh, what do you want to buff it with? (laughs) <laughs> Jimmy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I just say that like all I've wanted to eat lately are Philly cheesesteaks. That sounds really good. Right? I haven't wanted to eat anything. I'm on the stress diet, man. These kids. Yeah, but you lost 10 pounds I and did. you're 40, you're, you're, you're I'm 40 pounds from boobs. 40 pounds away from getting fake titties, dude. Here fake I titties. Am. Fake titties. I told Zach, I was like, when you get home, I'm going to rub my boobs in your face. I said, my big old fake titties. He's like, did you get them done? No, I didn't get them done. I was just kidding. Mm. You really think I'm going to go get surgery and not whine about it incessantly? Like, for them to think that we could get surgery and not complain the entire fucking time we're healing when they're gone? Like, yeah. Come on. The nerve of some people. You know what I'm saying? Stupid. The fucking nerve. Uh, Mm. was Was that good enough? Was that a good enough buffer? Buff? Buff it? 
Uh, yep, yep. You might want to put a trigger warning trigger for what we're warning. about to talk about next. Poop stories. Okay, but I mean, for real. Like, is it not comical if it's not happening to you? It is pretty funny when it's not happening to you. And it okay. didn't happen to me, so I'm going to laugh along. With, okay, with, so. With whoever else is laughing. Set the scene. I ate too much pasta. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? What? A nice poop before bed might make me feel pretty good. Um, So So, I took a laxative. It was awful. awful. I had to text my mom to put dinner away and to bring me up my drink because I couldn't leave the bathroom. I guess I've never really taken a laxative before. I don't know what I was thinking other than I don't think I was thinking. I was thinking about how uncomfortable I was. (laughs) Anyways, so rough night. The next morning, I have to go to Costco. Yeah. I go to Costco and I'm like, I texted you and I said, I'm, I'm nervous. And you were just I like, remember. are you, are you worried you're going to get coronavirus? I'm like, nah, son, I'm worried I'm going to shit my pants in Costco. That's what I'm worried. Valid. <laughs> Valid. So anyway, <laughs> I posted a picture on my Instagram of, of the, the culprit. The culprit. Anyways, so I'm at Costco and I'm like, you know what? Today's the day. I'm finally going to get my grass seed because they, they sell like these big 50 pound bags of grass seed. And that grass seed is primo shit. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and get some potting soil. So I go, I bend down to pick up the potting soil and immediately I get this whiff of shit. And I'm like, oh my God, it's happened. I just shit myself at Costco. Oh my God. And I'm thinking to myself, I can, I can smell this through my mask. Like I have to, I, what the fuck just happened? Um, and so I'm sitting there. It was there. mulch, right? It was mulch, right? Yeah, it was compost. Oh, thank God. It was potting soil with compost in it. It had like chicken poop or manure or whatever it had in there. But oh my God, the sheer like terror on my fucking face. Valid. Oh my god! And, and I was just like, and I thought that when I when I bent over to pick it up, that's that that's when it happened, because that's when I got a whiff of it, and I was like, oh my god, oh my god. And so my mom texts me. She's like, how are you doing? And I was like, I have got something to tell you. <laughs> I, right, right, she goes, right. Did you shit yourself at Costco? There it is. Yep. yep. I was like, you know what? You're a good mom. You are good. Thank she is you. a great mom. She <laughs> I would have slapped the shit out of you and been like, stop talking about shit. Why do you talk about shit so much? I think it's one of those things where if you talk about it, um, then you become more comfortable with it. Exposure, Exposure therapy. therapy. Right. How comfortable do you want to get with the idea of shitting yourself, though? Well, you don't want to, but I'm just talking about in general. Like, for the longest time. It's weird because we definitely start off our life very much okay with shitting ourselves. And yeah. a lot of people end their life in, at an elderly age, like, being okay with shitting themselves. So it's just a cycle of – there's a time period, the, the middle chunk, yep. where you don't want to shit yourself. That is <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so that's the thing that happened to me. I texted my friend and I was like, Rosa, I have to tell you what happened last night. I accidentally took a laxative. And she was like, you accidentally. And I was like, well, no, no, you did it. I didn't realize what I was doing, though. Like, for some reason, it it didn't, like, click what 
I was doing. Like, I was just thinking you about can't. the end result. And I didn't fucking expect it to kick in so quickly. Holy you didn't expect a laxative to make you have to shit? Well, I don't know. I've never taken one before. I didn't know. I literally texted my mom from the bathroom. I called her. I texted her. I FaceTimed her. And I sent her a message on Facebook. I was like, I need something from you. And Same so house. Yeah. finally I felt like there was like a little, you know, uh, you know how like when a storm calms down before it gets right back up again, it was like that. And I waddled to her bedroom like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I'm having to do this. And I opened the door and she is cackling. And I was Yeah, like, I mean, I was like, what? She's like, you're a fucking idiot. And she's like, I just got your messages. And I'm like, I love you, but it's true. <laughs> you can't just decide I'm going to make myself shit and take a laxative after. No, you don't do that. That's not how this works. Well, I know that now. Jesus. <laughs> I like how anything that you regret doing is an accident. I accidentally took a laxative if it worked though you would have been like i took a laxative and it was a great idea <laughs> accidentally you know what i do do that don't i i'm thinking about all my text messages to zag and i'm like yo your girl fucked up I it was an accident <laughs> crying right now why am i like this you're perfect you're perfect and we need we need your shit stories to balance out my talk about stupid shit like dead malls i don't think those are stupid at all i found a dead mall i didn't find it claire found a dead mall enthusiast group on facebook how cool is that really good stuff i forgot how much i love it and like with school i just don't have time to watch them the way i used to but you know what i'm gonna make time you should i have a new favorite hobby after the kids go to bed taking laxatives no no i like to get high and watch how it's made videos that's actually really smart yeah i have learned so much well how is it made all of it well how how is it made how basketballs were made that was a little surprising they like hand paint the lines on there Wow. I know. So if you see a fuck up, it's because somebody fucked up. Maybe they're having a bad day. Buy that one. Um, I watched how Twizzlers were made. That was. Mm, I don't really like Twizzlers. I am not a Twizzlers person. And Zach and I, I'm not going to get into it because divorce isn't like on the table. Divorce is expensive. It is. And I don't have that kind of money. So right. I just have to accept the fact that he thinks Twizzlers are better than Red Vines and that he's wrong. They're both wrong. gross, Rach. Do you it eat, tastes like... Do you eat black licorice, Rachel? No. Okay, good. I don't really like licorice in general. Um, I no, I but don't. But yeah, tw- Twizzlers taste like if a strawberry and a tire made a baby. I agree with I you. Agree what do Red Vines taste red like? If a strawberry and a nice tire made a baby... I mean, they all taste like rubber strawberries. You know what are delicious? Haribo frogs. They don't taste like frogs. They just taste delicious. Have you ever eaten a frog before? I had to think about that for a second. I've eaten a sea cucumber. 
Spoiler. How did that taste? Not like a cucumber. Did it taste like the sea? Yeah. I don't eat seafood. It's fucking Is it crunchy? No, no. It's uh, like How a fatty like a piece of cucumber? bacon. What? Oh. Yeah. But huh. it doesn't get crunchy like bacon does. So it's like undercooked like bacon. Okay. That tastes mm. like seafood. Oh, I don't think I'd like that. I like seafood. That just doesn't sound very good. It was not good. Not, good. not a good um, time. I've eaten... I don't think I've actually eaten frog legs. Um, I've had escargot, but that's not nearly as interesting. I, I When I got pregnant with Betty, Matt took me out for this nice dinner, and it just so happened to coincide with, like, right when the nausea kicked in. And he was like, let me get you some escargot. And I was like, um, didn't taste good. And it's kind of, like, made me scared to do it again. I got uh, so much escargot in my backyard eating my plants. Like, if bro. you want some, I'll give them to you. Is it like turbo out there? Have you seen turbo? Uh, no, but are yes. they drag racing? Probably. Right. I mean, Rose found a lot of them and brought them together and said that she was their leader now. <laughs> <clears throat> Which, if you've met Rose, not surprising, still concerning. Uh, very cult leader-ish of her. The way that she, I, like it. I said, why don't you make them a community? Like, put some nice little sticks and leaves down and let them live there. She took a roll of duct tape and put them all in the middle of the roll. And I said, they can't go anywhere. And she said, I know. Um, <laughs> so I moved it in the night when she was asleep because I'm scared of her. Uh, yeah. Salad. Yeah. What other weird foods? What were we taught? How did we get here? How it's made. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, strawberry tires. My mom likes to watch Planet Earth, but she turns off the narration and just turns on her favorite music, and that's what she does. That's really smart. And she just watches the Planet Earth with, like, her favorite music. I mean, you should really – my mom's probably got some really good tips on, like, the best ways to be high. Uh, yeah, she's cool. She's cool as shit. Hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. Moms. Moms. Hey, Trace. Hey, Morgan. Hey. Downstairs watching my crotch goblins do crotch goblin things. Speaking of goblins, I mean, yeah. mine are really just sick of me. I signed them up for summer camp, and I'm super stoked. Uh, they don't make summer camp for toddlers. No, you have to, that, nope, that's daycare, and it is very expensive. Help me, I'm poor. I think it's <laughs> worth it. I think it's worth it. If there's one thing I know about my own experiences raising two and three and four-year-olds, it's that preschool is a godsend. It makes them better people, uh, mainly because you get to get away from them, mm. which makes them seem like better people. Yeah, and I that, get that. That's nice. Uh, summer camp, though. <laughs> bye. Uh, they're stoked, and that's how I know they're sick of me, because they're just like, <laughs> bye. Um, <laughs> I actually took the kids to the park the other day, and this dad and his two little girls came, and um, one of them was shoveling sand into a bucket, and I was like, Baxley, that's not yours, because we have a hard time sharing in this house. Like, we share, but, you know. They've it's, been it's, sharing it's... everything since conception. Like, exactly. They shared a womb. I don't blame them. Exactly. So uh, he's like, oh, you know, they can they can play. Your kids can play with mine if you want them to. And I was like, no, it's totally okay, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't know what to expect. I said they only play with each other, and it's like a little – mini wrestling tournament all day every yeah. day yeah. speaking of i have video of baxley jumping on his bed and then like he made a pile of pillows like i didn't even know that toddlers did this kind of shit he made a pile yeah. of pillows and he was just jumping on his bed because they got him new mattresses 
because I didn't want them to take the fucking mattresses off the bed anymore because I'm tired of putting them back. And it turns out these mattresses are equally as light as the other ones. So I did nothing. Anyways, I told the dad, I was like, I honestly don't know if my kids know how to act around other kids that are not each other. So I witnessed Lennon. She brought her her stuffed dog and she was like telling the little girl to here you know look at it look at it and the little girl was just kind of looking at her like what and Lennon just straight up hucked it at her right and I was like we don't throw stuff at people we don't know we only do that in the house and uh she's like that's not how we communicate no no and the little girl brought it back to her and Lennon was like thank you and the It was super cute. And then she ran off. That was super fun. I made fun of my mom for tying Lennon to the uh, swing set. I noticed that they were wearing their backpack leashes, which, good God, how does anyone have twins and not have backpack leashes? I always wonder what people think about when they drive past me and see my Baxley wore a fucking fedora to the park the other day. Like, Lennon had to have her baby shark hat. Baxley wanted a hat. But I couldn't find his PJ Masks hat, so he just took the closest thing. And it was a fucking fedora that we bought, like, seven years ago for a birthday right. party. Yes. <laughs> like, themed birthday party. I don't know. My kids like hats. Let him live in that fantasy where he looks cool in a fedora and doesn't realize he's attached to a leash. They know. They know. They know. They probably like it. They're they just like, do who let the dogs like out? <laughs> Me. I'm it's like a little pack of sled dogs. Just. Ah. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. You should have another set of twins so you can have like two, two, two I, sets of kids I on leashes. And it will be about more it. sled dogs. You, you had a dream about it, too. I had a dream. That I, I did. Was, uh, yeah, so. I had a dream you were pregnant with twin boys. So you should probably. I also had a dream that I was pregnant with twi- twin boys. And my mom was like, you need to go get your tubes tied ASAP. Be careful with that because even that's not 100%. That is true. Our, our dear friend Angie, hey Angie, is a tied to baby. I didn't know that. She was so important that God was like, ha! She is. You I, thought, you thought I had to ex- you could stop this. I had to explain to my mom my relationship with Angie. Um, She was like, who's this Angelina young lady? And I was like, Angie's my bicycle buddy. When everybody yeah. else everybody left me, she was yeah. there. She cared if I fell on, off of my bicycle in St. Augustine. Personally, I she, think you have to fall to learn. Go on. She's the one that came up with the safe word that I could yell. Right. So she cares yeah. about me more I than I forgot that do. safe word. What? I forgot the safe word. I don't know if I ever actually heard it. Bananas! Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was too far away from you because I know how to ride a bike. I fucking hate you. Mm. I don't though. I don't. Mm. Yeah. Angie and you are soul sisters in many ways. You like plants. Yeah. You like wine. Wine. Uh. Yeah. You're married to very nice boys. They are nice, aren't they? Nice boys. Although I wouldn't say Kevin and Zach are similar in any other way, except that they're nice. Yeah. Zach's a social boy. Some of us are married to antisocial boys. Do you know my husband? What do you mean? I mean, he's I wouldn't social? call him anti-social. No, he's not anti-social. He's, he's like, I don't know. Speaking of which, you have a type. We confirmed that through our one-month break. You realized you legit have a type. No. 
Yes. What is yep. it? Dudes who look like your husband. You know what? Now that you say that, actually, Bosch Every does have celebrity crush. Yes. Okay. Okay. Hot damn. You have a type. It's it's Zach. Zach's your type, and everyone who looks like Zach, but preferably like ten years older than Zach, because you like daddies, and not like the father of your children, like daddies. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Wow, I'm learning so much about myself through you. I know. I know. I know. And honestly, he should be like, how nice is that? That all of your hall passes. Not that I. Not that you have all those hall passes, but just if we're calling your celebrity hall passes, they all look like your husband. He should be flatter. It's like he's the prototype. You know what? You're right. I know. And on that note, note, I should go make dinner. I, yep. I should eat dinner. I also should eat dinner since I didn't, you know, get dinner last night. Try not to shit yourself in Costco anymore. I'm just kidding. You didn't do that. You didn't do that. That didn't happen. It was mulch. It was mulch. It was mulch. It was mulch. I went again today and and did not have the same problem. I was in and out. But I had my AirPods in, so I was singing quietly, I think. I don't know because everything was really loud, so I could have been singing. It's your house. You can sing as much as you want. That's right. I think someone's in my house. Ooh. You should go investigate. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. If you guys want to, you know, join our group, we're cool. Um, Join our group. Join our group so we can plot world domination. Uh You you were not looking uh, at the camera. Like, I got in really close. Like, world domination. Is that good? That was very close. I feel intimate. Very intimate. Uh... Please uh, like, uh, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, we have um, one of those. Subscribe on your pod. Yeah, we do have a YouTube channel now. And we're we- picking we- my nose. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Yeah, you can't pick your nose anymore. And we have to actually brush our hair. Um, That's but right. I mean, you can pick. You can do whatever you want. I actually put uh, a bra on for this today. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. I, I am wearing a regular shirt from here up, but from here down it's sweatpants. But it doesn't matter because you can't them? see them. Uh, no, I saw them when you did this little number. They're cute. They're cheetah print. Oh, God. Because hurt. I am a stereotype. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like, comment, review. Do all the things. If you like the podcast, share it with people. It's really the only yeah. way to get our shit out there. And yeah. um, we really like doing this. And the more people who listen to it, the better. Uh, and we'll so, try to be better about putting more episodes out. Yay. So, um. Anyway, guys, we love you. Yes. We love you so much. Yes, we do. All right. Bye. Bye.